You're listening to the Movie of the Week podcast, a podcast about movies which we review every week or until they shut us down. Welcome to another episode of the Movie of the Week podcast. I'm Jim. This is Drew. And this is Jacob. Sit back and relax as we talk about this week's movie, Backdraft. 1991. Two Chicago firefighters, brothers who do not get along, have to work together while a dangerous arsonist is on the loose. All right, let's jump into our spoiler-free section of the review. What do y'all think, guys? I'm not. Is this the earliest Ron Howard directed movie, or do we know? I, I couldn't say off the top of my head. I wouldn't think so, but you know. I, I mean, don't get me wrong. I enjoyed the movie. I thought it was well done. Uh, I I'm surprised that Ron Howard. I, I, in my mind, Ron Howard didn't have anything before like '95, and I have no idea why that goes through mm. my head. But. Uh, because I know he's the one who directed this. Yeah. Uh, it, I, it was a quite enjoyable movie. I mean, uh, it, it, I'm, I'm trying to figure out what movie it reminded me of. And now I can't think of what that was. <laughs> but anyway. What do you think, Jacob? The two words that come to mind when, this, when I think of this movie. 90s cheese. It's a, it's a great action film. It's very well directed, but it's over the top. <laughs> over the top being like the, the acting is very over the top. Uh, it's, it's got a ph- phenomenal cast, phenomenal cast of actors. They're just the whoever wrote this be like it's just the, the everything's cranked up to 11 when it comes to this film. It's a great film, like mm-hmm. I said before. It's just there's there's a slight bit of cheese to the film which makes it like all that better, but at the same time just kind of. I, I see what you're saying, but, but I wouldn't call it '90s cheese. This feels like a mixture of '90s and '80s. Yeah, I, I agree with you on that. This would be right around that transition period. Yeah. You, you have there's <laughs> a little bit of '80s in there. Yeah, that's true. Because it'll be like you are coming. Be like this is the, be like 1991. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. Uh yeah, I mean it's very 90s 80s. Um yeah. though on the on the Ron Howard point, uh Ron Howard directed a lot of movies before this. Like Willow was in 88, he directed that. Oh. Okay. Uh he directed Cocoon, Splash, uh and those were 80s movies. Um Okay, I guess so. I didn't realize that, but <laughs> something called Grand Theft Auto in 1977. I somehow <laughs> don't think that's based on the video, the video game. game. Nope. No, um, but ma- maybe the others inspired by it in some way. I don't know. It's possible. I don't, I don't know. There's, there is something of a. Uh, it feels like he's not where I'm used to him yet. Yeah. He's, yeah. Because he, there, there still seem to be a, some places where the acting overall kind of felt a touch wooden. Yeah. Sure. And I don't sure. know if that's just the acting style of the Tom or if that was direction. I'm not sure. Yeah. I can yeah, see I, that. I couldn't say. Um, I, I think. Well, well, it's obviously an '80s '90s film. Mm-hmm. It uh, and it's an action film. It does not feel like some of your stronger Ron Howard perform uh, directing, yeah, things. So, uh, I don't know. I think I think it's a it's an interesting movie. It's it's got its good and its bad. It's got Kurt Russell in it, which always makes yeah. it at least have a mm-hmm. little bit going for it. Um, it's got and a Baldwin brother. It's got a Donald uh, Sutherland. Donald, Donald Sutherland, who oh is amazing. Gosh, yes, I love him. him. He's fantastic. He even has a decent son. Uh, you know, 
but yeah, I think I think this is one of those. It's very true to the '90s yeah. um, action film. Um, yeah, it's kind of genre. It, it it has that reminiscent of you know '80s action of get to the chopper kind of kind of action <laughs> yeah. over the top that is still kind of spilling over into the '90s. That yeah. is, it's still incredibly good and probably amazing for like you know be like guys of our age who you mm-hmm. know watched movies like that and just if, if I well, have anything really against it from I can say from a non-spoiler point of view yeah uh, it's a little too glorifying to the fire department not in a way that the fire I don't get me wrong the fire department fire firemen firefighters do deserve a little as much glory as like say uh, any other per, uh, medical and response right. personnel but this is like saying, look at. All. It just seems like it's a little more. Look how much, look how great these guys are, almost I, to the I, point where it's like, I, yeah, I don't think all firefighters are this great. I'm going. I'm going to counter you and say that I felt that it was less, more gritty, more dark. <laughs> yeah. Trail of firefighters than you would normally see as the heroes. But yeah, I, I felt like this movie has a grittier sort of, you know, they, they're they good, but maybe they're not as good in some ways. Yeah, I mean, and that's kind of what we see throughout the film, at least a little bit, um, I, I, as opposed I, to like a Ladder 49 or... I, re- uh, I think I just realized what movie it reminded me of. It reminded me of Top Gun. Where, yeah, it okay, does have yeah. some of that, if, where that time. It, it has just that kind of feel to it. Don't get me wrong. Top Gun and this movie are great movies, but yeah. there's just a touch of putting them on the pedestal i feel with both yeah. kind of movies yeah but also go ahead oh you're fine i lost what i wasn't gonna say <laughs> uh, the the idea that like it, it, it like drew said the idea that it kind of glorifies you know the fire department but at the same time it grounds it in reality to like be like what what do you think a um a firehouse is gonna sound like. How do you how do, how do you how do you think you know these guys are gonna react to you know seeing a you know a, a corpse or you know like all this other Keep stuff? Keep in mind, I'm saying that knowing how this movie ends. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, it, it's not that that <laughs> takes away from it. No, it's no, no, no. just there's a part I, of me that's looking at that and going, you know, you could do the same film with pretty much any other emergency response service or military thing in this right. and it would be the same movie yeah true but well and except for the amazing except effects. for the fire don't get me wrong well you know this this is one of, I, I i don't know of many firefighter movies before this except maybe hellfighters um starring john wayne uh dealing with that sort of kind of thing uh, um but i have seen a lot of movies and tv shows that are about firefighters and i would say that this one is less about the uh, glorifying of the firefighters than you'd seen other ones. This one is True. makes me think more of like ER in the whole they're working in a lower budget sort of situation, maybe understaffed, whatever mm-hmm. you know, and uh, and dealing with more of the gritty real life situation. Yeah, um, that's now, that's kind of the way I see it. And again, you know, there's a little bit of that. I'm sure they are trying to make them look good because mm-hmm. well, yeah. truthfully, firefighters put it on the line all the time. I don't get um, me wrong, I agree with that. Yeah, uh, yeah. it's just. I don't know. Now I will say, <laughs> I know a lot of I, the, the couple of firefighters I know. They act like this. <laughs> so well, yeah, in some ways, yeah, this is how it is. So this movie has a lot more cussing in it than I remember, but oh, I think yeah, we saw it off. Of, I think we watched it off a of TV a couple I, of times. I think Your dad we did. recorded it. Yeah, because I, 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 <laughs> when I started watching this film, I was like, 
No, granted, I'm watching on a very tiny little screen in my phone. Which, but, by the way, you could have knocked on the door. I would have let you in. Eh. <laughs> I, I, I enjoyed the nice breeze and be like the... It, it was a very interesting experience to sit on a stupid watch movie. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, it is... It is the, the language in this movie was a little shocking to me at first because, I mean, the F word is used a lot, oh, yeah. especially yeah. early. Uh, it's very, Although I guess, very I, 80s in that aspect, yeah, but in many ways... I don't know. I think it is used realistically. Yeah, I agree with you. Because that's just how guys in that situation would talk to each other oh, all yeah. the time. Well, I mean, I'm a, I'm a proponent of real-life use of the F word. Like, if it makes sense, that's great. I don't yeah. like it when it's randomly thrown in. Uh, yeah, for more shock I want shock it to make value. sense. Like, I love The Ranch, uh, which is a, a very much of a sidebar. It's a TV show, but it has this very real-life, nitty-gritty farmer-rancher-type vibe, and the F-word is thrown around a lot. Uh, but so I think it works. We probably Some people don't like sorry. it just because it has that in it. Yeah. We probably ought to move into the spoiler section before we get too much farther into this. Yeah. <laughs> well, that probably is a good idea. We'll start talking about, like, every other but kind of... Yeah. The main point I want to make with Rescue. the F-word is that this is definitely not kid-friendly. No, it's no, not. And we no. should make sure to touch on that. Not in any way, <laughs> shape, or form. No, find, you know, for kids. find the uh, made-for-television edits yes. of the movie if you're going to show it to kids. <laughs> and then watch it before you let your kids watch Just to make yeah. sure they caught everything. Oh, yeah. Yeah. All right, we're now going to enter our spoiler-filled section. If you have not seen this film and do not wish to be spoiled, please pause the recording and come back and listen to it after you've seen the film. If you don't mind being spoiled, well, here we go. Uh, this is our spoiler-filled section. Um... This movie was, uh, again, like we mentioned, a little more than I remembered because I saw it uh, as a kid on TV. Mm-hmm. Um, with, I mean, my parents saw it first. I mean, I think Dad recorded it, and then we watched it. So it wasn't like yep. we just got stuck in front of the TV and watched whatever was oh, on. Oh, you're right. When I first saw this film, it was... Uh, uh, I don't remember it being as graphic as it is uh, in reality, you know, when you don't watch it on TV. Right. Uh, this is a... Uh, it's very much an adult film. I say adult. That's really not the word for it. It's an R-rated film from the 80s. Yeah. Um, it Transplanting is, to the 90s. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, in the 90s. Um, I think there's a lot of good in this film. I think it's got a lot of cool things. Like we mentioned earlier, it's got a good cast. Um, you know, like we said, Kurt Russell, Donald Sutherland, really big names. William Baldwin, one of the Baldwin bunch. Um, you know, and... Uh, Jennifer, what is it? Uh, Jennifer Jordan, uh, Jennifer Jason Lee. That's it. Yes. Uh, she's been in a few things. I can't remember off the top of my head, uh, but uh, I know I've seen her. Scott Glenn has been mm-hmm. in a few things, uh, playing uh, Adcox. Mm-hmm. I think he's an alien or alien. he is. Yeah, alien. He is. I might, one of those. Anyway, um, and JT. Yeah, aliens. That's right because he he yeah. cameos and other stuff later. Uh, JT Walsh playing uh, the alderman. Uh, he's been around a while. He was in um, A Few Good Men. Uh, he played in, what else? There's some other things. But anyway, really good cast overall. Um, what are some of the things y'all liked about this film, guys? I love the mystery aspect of it. Because for a good portion of the movie, I had no idea who was <laughs> causing the fires. I kind of knew very pretty quickly that the alderman was, at the very least... Some somewhat involved with the mystery had no idea that he had absolutely nothing to do with actually setting the fires and he was the actual eventual victim but uh, the fact that it was an inside job essentially yeah someone on the fire department uh, 
and the fact that it was uh, Adcox, which yeah. was a character I was not even paying attention to no, for Axel. most of the film. Yeah. Uh, so when they went back over stuff, I go, oh, that actually explains some of his actions a little bit. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, they do a pretty good job of yeah. uh, linking it all together. Yeah. I wouldn't say it's the best job of covering it through. I mean, giving you hints the whole way through, but they do enough. I mean, it, it, it's well, not completely blindsiding. In many ways, I would say that's because while that is the backbone of the story right. is where are all these backdraft fires coming from. I don't think that's really the point of the story. The point was these two brothers uh, putting aside their differences and coming together. Right. And to work and uh, repairing that relationship, they you get this other. In reality, the backdraft that the movie takes its name from is really more of a side story, yeah, in a way, a B plot than it actually is the main point of the story. But that's just how I looked at. Because I mean, the backdrafts don't really even show up in towards the focus until like at thirty, forty minutes into the movie. Mm -hmm. Right, you get the one at the beginning, but that's but then it, it kind of that kind of falls into the background. Right, and that's when we really get to see uh, Robert De Niro, who I haven't mentioned. Uh, mm, yes, one of the one of the greatest actors of all time. We haven't mentioned him yet when we're talking about how great the cast is. Yeah, uh, but Robert De Niro playing the uh, the fire investigator. Yes, um, you know, uh, I think he does a great job with the role. It's kind of yeah, fun, he does quirky, um, playing that former firefighter who now just investigates as a, a fire marshal, I guess, or whatever. Yeah. The term is for well, that. I can't I, think. I still uh, love that part when he calls. Uh, what's his name? And there says, "Open that up." And he opens. The oh yeah! And it, Boom! And like, that was the funniest scene in the whole. Movie. That was good. That was, <laughs> it was good. good. Yeah, yeah, I I love the uh, the backstory between uh, Robert Niro's character mm-hmm. and Donald Sutherland's character. Yeah, that was yeah. so good. Be like, oh hey Shadow, how yeah. are you? It was like, uh, oh my gosh! It's like. How see, yeah, yes. I thought he was yeah. calling him Shadow for a whole different reason. I figured it's because he's always following him around, always getting him in trouble, and then he tells the story, yes. and you're like, and he left a shadow on the wall. Yeah, and I was like, oh man, it's rough. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I love Donald Sutherland's character. Well, and I Go love ahead. that they brought him back to ex, to give, uh, was it Steven? I think is the character's name. Give him yeah. the final push to say, oh, it's got to be somebody in the fire department right. that's doing it. You mean, you mean, what was it? I thought it was Brian who he was talking to, though. Brian's the younger brother? Yeah. It's the younger brother. I can't yeah. remember yeah. which it's one's which. Steven and Brian. Brian's Brian the younger brother. The idea's like, it's, it has to be someone in the fire department, which of course makes him think it's his brother. Right. Because right. he had all those chemicals on the boat. Yeah. Yeah, for why. sure. Uh, but it definitely weaves yeah. the, the, the whole backdraft section of the movie right. together. Well, I guess what because... I was thinking is normally a character like Donald Sutherland's character would have shown up for that scene, give you an idea of what these kind of uh, pyromaniacs are like. Yeah. And then you would never see him again the rest of the movie. Right, unless I like he was that involved. They, I, unless he's involved. I like that they bring him back, not because he's involved, but because he's the only person the younger brother can talk to who has the mindset of it, this it's reminiscent to me of uh batman for lack of a better mm-hmm. uh uh analogy is the batman going and talking to the joker in arkham yeah to figure out a mystery and that's very much what it feels like to me uh at that scene when he goes i mean you see between donald sutherland's character the whole time being very great and crazy mm-hmm. and then he goes back after at, after at the beginning when you can just feel there's a lot of disgust for him 
Yeah. And then we get to the end, and he's coming to him for advice. It very much uh, is yeah. mirrored to what you would see in like a Batman Joker sort of. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, sometimes uh, uh, sometimes they've got to have that sort of meeting, and Batman figures something out. Yeah, I mean, right. But that's what it made me think of. Um, what it, what it yeah. Re- yeah what it reminded me of was actually uh, kind of more based in real life. Uh, the serial killer Ted Bundy, be like he he had been in prison already for years, already on death row. And uh, you had the Green River, the Green River Killer uh, on the loose, and mm-hmm. so they were trying. They couldn't figure out what in the world be like. What is M.O.? But they realized, oh, he's killing prostitutes, what have you. Mm-hmm. But they couldn't figure it out. And so Ted Bundy, being Ted Bundy, is like, hey, I can help. I can talk about it. And so he literally gives them a profile of what the serial killer is. And so th- that kind of reminiscent of how Donald's other character is in this movie. In yeah. a way that he's he's the he's the um, oh what's the word <laughs> he's the villain they have to work with and yeah, that's yeah, kind of there we go yeah he's 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 the uh, the, the guy there, who wants to watch everything burn mm-hmm. kind of guy yeah. yeah he's he's the there's a word for like a what do they call it CI criminal informant type yeah. thing almost yeah. uh, not really but you know along the same lines working with someone just, you know just to get them in the mindset of this kind of person yeah right yeah for sure. Can I just say that, like, watching this film now, mind you, me and Jim having to watch it when we were kids, be like having no, I'd be like, I remember a lot of the film, but I d- didn't remember some things. But watching it now for more understanding cinema and understanding how things are shot mm-hmm. to give you understanding what's going, the greater what's going on. Can I say I pegged the villain probably within five minutes? <laughs> <laughs> well, it probably helps that you've seen it, though. Yeah. You know, yeah, it Ad- does. Admittedly, the, admittedly I, I didn't did, remember. I did not even connect that Adcox was the one that his father saved at the beginning of the movie. Yeah. I didn't even make yeah. that connection no, the, until the, he said it at the end. It's like, okay, that's how they're all yeah. connected. Okay, well, the, the the point that got me, like, to the, the idea, like, in the 90s, the idea of the, the guy who's smoking was always, to me, was always the bad guy. <laughs> the guy he was smoking all the time, like so he's smoking at a fire. So it was like there was like okay, there's something off with this person. Why is he doing this? Okay. But then they, but then hold on, give me a minute. Yeah. And then be like they go to Axe or what is it, Hancock? There's Adcox. They go to Axe. Adcox, huh? Axe. It's his Axe is his back. Uh, what did they put on his back or his yeah. nickname? Yeah. So yeah, Adcox. Adcox. So. They they show this very dark uh, uh, silhouette of a firefighter smoking, and you can just barely see axe uh, on the back of his jacket, and it's mm-hmm. like, yep, that's your villain. Yeah, and you could, that's probably there. But then again, they did kind of have several people smoking at the fires as that, we that went is, on. That is especially true, especially in that day and age. That is true. But yeah, and throughout the movie, common. they show it, and I just wrote it off as this is. The you know showing that blue collar. This yeah. is the eighties, oh, nineties, yeah. and I wrote it off that way. Now again, the what you're talking about with the one guy by himself doing the thing. I get that that could have been used, and they probably were mm-hmm. using that as a way of hinting. Uh, it's a weak hint, but still, yeah. you got it probably because you've also seen the movie. Probably, I for I, I forgot. Oh, Greg, it I was a very it, I was probably seven when I watched this. Yeah, I was like five then, and I don't remember. Yeah, I remembered it. <laughs> Like w- yeah. like watching it then, I was like, yep, 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 yep. <laughs> but like, I just well, had wait. perfect clarity of the film. Well, wait, you had to be older than seven. It came out in 91, so you'd have been, uh, what's that, nine? 
or eight. Nine, eight or nine at that point. Yeah. yeah. So. So by the time eight. it came, by the time it came out to theaters, you're probably talking about nine. So probably. Just which makes me seven. Either way, I don't remember much of it. I just I remember backdrafts. That's all I remember. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I w- I, ironically, I probably because rem- I didn't watch this movie when it came out for whatever reason. Probably too young for my. Uh, but I don't know this for <laughs> yeah. certain. But I at the time, uh, me and my dad had gotten had been watching a television show on Discovery Channel called uh, Movie Magic, which actually sh- is. Essentially, it was the feature features on a DVD before you had DVDs. It showed you how they did all the special effects, and I remember them talking about this this movie in an episode and how they did all the the fire and smoke effects. And I still say this that holds up far better than I expected. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially yeah, really good. Especially there on that in that last scene, that, that not last scene, but the last fire they're at where yeah. he's trying to get him out of the building and the fire actually looks like it's reacting like a living thing <laughs> oh yeah yeah i mean yeah. don't get me wrong it's uh, fires are essentially living things they just they're just very ephemeral but they are th- this thing actually felt like it was an animal mm-hmm. that was coming to devour them yeah and i appreciated I just love how well that looked, and it still holds up very well. Yes. I don't think CG could ha- could do this. At no, this, even right now, absolutely not. You still have to use a practical effect, and that's the thing: is practical effects like this, even at this time, were very hard to do. Yeah, yeah. yeah where it still looked like it was in, where where it still looked right. Yeah, how just like cinematically wise, how they how they shot the fire and be like the pyrotechnics and mm-hmm. everything was like. Just jaw dropping, like you said, be like it holds up even today in two, yeah. you know, two thousand twenty. Yeah, I was gonna say I watch a lot of uh, TV shows that you know, a lot of emergency shows like medical and some firefighting type stuff, and their effects are never this good. Right, uh, they really aren't. They'll go CG, and you can tell it's CG ninety percent of the time. I mean, I'll say every once in a while they do really well, but most of the time you can tell it's a fake fire. Yeah, uh, especially with it being TV, so budgets are always constrained. But uh, you know. Uh, mm-hmm. They get too too many special effects, and they always go downhill. Um, if I if but, I were to say one bad thing about the special effects is that it's very obvious that the back when the smoke is supposedly being sucked back up under the door at the theater, showing that <laughs> oh it's getting ready to backdraft on. Yeah, you can tell they just reversed the film. Yeah, they're, they're, <laughs> there's there's so many scenes like that and, in this film, and that just kind of sticks out when you compare it to all the rest of the good fire shots. Yeah, yeah, that, that, yeah. It kind of annoys me that that's how they handled that one shot. Yeah. Not to mention that one where the wood bulged out towards them. I'm thinking, did we just turn on Ghostbusters? <laughs> <laughs> it kind of has that kind of a cheesy yeah. to it. It made me think of bad haunted house film. Yeah. Is what yeah. that made me think of, like some sort of, oh look, the door is bowing, like they've got some machine on it, or right. people put, I don't know. Either way, it always yeah. looks fake. It's a little cartoony when it's supposed to yeah. be a serious film. Yeah, Nightmare yeah. Before Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Yeah, oh, that's bad effects. Uh, I couldn't even finish that movie; it was so bad. Uh, I'll do it one day. <laughs> we'll um, get there when we get there. That's true. We're gonna have to do some horror films anyway. Well, Thanksgiving um, is Thanksgiving. Uh, Halloween is coming, so yeah, always. This always. is Halloween. This is Halloween. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. Um, 
So, okay, so we've touched a little bit on the special effects and what we like and hate about that, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, I think most of the film is... Uh, it's not one of those films where I look at it and go, there's some really bad stuff. I think some of the interactions between individuals were kind of... Like, it wasn't the best acting. I mean, Kurt Russell's there, and he does a good job. Yeah. I, I, I was not impressed with William Baldwin. Uh, yeah, I wasn't either. At the time. I felt like he was kind of stiff, kind of new. I mean, I don't know if this was his first movie or anything. Yeah. But it felt like it was maybe his first leading role, and maybe there's a reason he's not as big as the other Baldwin. Yeah, that's what I kept thinking. Yeah, the 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 relationship between Baldwin and you know his 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 uh his crush just seems so forced. Yeah, Jennifer Jason Lee. Yeah, uh, yeah, it was, it was she, so forced. Yeah, um, I felt like at times they had chemistry, but it wasn't bit. great. It wasn't yeah. great. Uh, and again, as much as there's some really good talent in this film, I mean, a lot of the people, I don't know. And yeah. that doesn't mean that they're all bad actors or anything. But I would feel it, they've got so much star power in, like, Robert De Niro, who's playing, I would say, one of the more minor parts in the film. Yeah. Um, and he, che- I he mean, chews up every scene he's in. Yeah. Sure. But I, I felt like that was either, either, he, either they cut out too many scenes when they put it together... Or there could have been way more to that character. I don't know. I felt like it was weak, like it needed more. Um, I mean, but again, like like you is, said, it felt like that was a whole side story that was just yeah. the minor part of the film. I mean, yeah. this is a huge cast for yeah. what yeah. this is. And I think on average, uh, you're only talking, with the exception of the two brothers, nearly everyone else is maybe on screen for 45 minutes at most. Yeah. Yeah. On average, yeah. the Baldwin brothers are ain't the Baldwin brothers. The two brothers are, <laughs> are throughout the entire. The McCaffrey movie. brothers, the, yeah. yeah, the McCaffrey, McCaffrey brothers. brothers. They're throughout go. the whole movie, but the uh, the other two, I mean, everyone else is like they're there, and they're just there long enough to point get the push, brothers together. Get the yeah, brothers exactly. together, push that part of the story along, and get it back to where we're focused on their relationship. Yeah, that's really right. what it comes. That's why I say it's really more about them than it is about the mystery of how these backdrafts are happening. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, even look at the fires and the way they fight them. They're often splitting the group up, mm-hmm. which yeah. I think makes the cast even less because oh, you'll yeah. like you get the character Tim who's there for a minute who dies because he goes off with Kurt Russell. Well, technically well, he uh, doesn't die. <clears throat> okay, yeah. He, but he might as well dies. Yeah. He could have died. Yeah. As which, far as we know, we don't really see him anymore after which, he's yeah. alive. Am, am I thinking right that that's uh uh Ron Howard's brother? No, 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 he's in the movie, but yeah, he's, he's in the, in the movie. movie. He's the uh, coroner. Okay, yeah, coroner. I'm sorry. When, <laughs> I, when I think of him, I'm still picturing the little alien at in that one episode of Star Trek. I don't have no idea what he looks like. Grown. <laughs> <laughs> he he always looks a little odd, uh, yeah, and yeah. I think he looked more real, like more normal in this film than I think I've seen him in most of them. Yeah, because usually he like leans into the weird. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think he had a mustache, and I think that kind of calmed him down, which yeah, is unusual with and a mustache. It makes him look less it, like Opie. Yeah, um, it balanced it a little bit. Yeah, between uh, the, the bald head and the facial hair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It wasn't a bad look for him. No. So there you go. <laughs> but yeah, I, I think I think there's so much of this movie that might have been kind of pushed to the side and just focused on the brothers. Yeah. And I think in some ways that's I guess that's what they were going for. Yeah, that, that's the heart feels, of the story. But it feels like, you know, the whole, like you said, the backdraft 
you know, well, that, uh, arsonist that's what, plot. That is what the na- the movie is named after. You right. can't even. I can't even come up with a way that that name even could kind of double as describing the story of the brothers. It just you're going into this thinking, okay, even that synopsis you read, you're thinking, yeah. okay, it's going to be about them trying to figure out what the who, what's causing the backdrop. Yeah. And, and they not- do do that, but that's not what the center of the story is. It's about... Well, and, and Kurt Russell's character, Stephen, is not doing that. It's yeah. really just uh, Brian McCaffrey and... Um, and uh, what's his name? Uh, played by Robert De Niro, Donald Ring uh, Ringale or whatever. Yeah, Ringale. Ringale. Um, Ringale. Yeah, I mean they're the ones looking Shadow. into it. Yeah, Shadow. Uh, and at the same time, there's firefighting going on. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I felt like this movie is is very eighties nineties in is. that aspect yeah. that it's kind of a little sloppy. Uh, it is. It's action filled. It's they they. If you wrote a movie about them chasing an arsonist, that could be a really cool suspense film. Yeah. yeah. But if you write a movie about the firefighters, that could be a really cool action film. But they kind of smushed them together like they had two scripts and mm. went, well, let's just do both. Well, and I felt like while it's an entertaining film... It feels like I, it's adapting a book that's about two inches thick. <laughs> yeah. If we're being honest. Yeah. Because there's just enough information there in there that feels like there's more should be more they're talking about. Yeah. Than they actually have time to talk about. For sure. Yeah. I felt like it could have gone one way or the other better, is what I'm saying, mm-hmm. really. I mean, I, I, I think it's still good, but uh, I think it could have been way better. But, you know, what can you expect from a movie that stars William Baldwin and not, you know, one of the other Baldwins? <laughs> There's only so much. There's only know. so much. I don't think he does that bad a job. I, it's it's not you know hitting it out of the ballpark. Yeah, his he his does performance feel like, is weak. Let's say he, that he does yeah. feel like your standard. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Wimpy hero. Yeah, yeah. I mean, again, term? we have Underdog Kurt Russell character. there. We have Kurt Russell there for a reason. Or more more yeah. like your uh, everyman hero, I guess is what I'm yeah. thinking. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Without Kurt Russell, we have no real power in the lead of the role. No, and I think right. having the brothers as a unified lead in the role that right. works, sure, mm-hmm. because you've got the stronger older brother and the slightly more uh, weak uh, younger Donald, brother. Yeah, Donald is like brother who's yeah. has redeeming like, himself. Yeah, the redeemer. Yeah, we go. Yeah, the redeeming brother and the uh, the hero brother who's been there and is there. Uh, so it's kind of you know because the yeah it's a, it's a it's. It's classic in that aspect that it's the mm. brother who's got to redeem himself. He's a classic screw up, and you've got the brother who's always doing the right thing and is always good. Yeah. And they even they even try to make you think that maybe Steven is the uh, play by Kurt is the bad guy. Yeah. So that way you're like, oh well, maybe you know. But well, still, they I think, do a good job, I think, of hiding the fact that it's not Steven. Yeah. Right. Until like the last minute, and yeah. it, and it's done in such a way that when they reveal it's not him, you go. Yeah, you know, I'll believe that. That makes sense. Yeah. Uh, It doesn't feel like I've been tricked. (laughs) And I say all that to to, not to say this is a bad movie. I say that to kind of just say that while I'm I'm sitting there watching it, I enjoy it. But as I look at it, I'm I'm going, I'm conflicted. Because I feel like there were two plots that were really strong, Mm -hmm. but were kind of weakly done. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. It's two different films smushed together is the best way I can put it. Um, 
you know, a suspense film and an action film. And I know sometimes they do a good suspense action film. And mm-hmm. technically, this would be a good version, I guess. I just feel like they kind of limped in with some of yeah. it. So. They did. It does feel like they left a lot on the cutting room floor, though. Yeah. And they, I wonder how many scenes they did. So. Yeah. And they could they could have tightened everything up just a little bit better. Yeah, sure, sure, for sure. I mean, but then again, eighties, nineties production value wasn't as high as it is now. There was, sure. I mean, you know, you had less content to watch, so you could have a weaker lead, kind of yeah, like you yeah. did with William well, Baldwin. And even at this time, I mean, this is a two-hour and thirteen-minute movie. That's a yeah. long movie for this time period. It is. Yeah, they're not usually yeah. this long back then. It doesn't really start getting this long again until. Uh, Really, Lord of the Rings. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this would be on the high end of uh, that time frame. Mm-hmm. You know, everything ran over an hour and a half, pretty much. But it very, usually ended at about two hour and a half to two hours. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, okay, let's see. What else do we need to talk about before we rate this film? Or are we there? I think um, we're there because I can't think. Of yeah, I, I think right we've. Now. I think we've taking the fire out and let it smolder a little bit let it flame up i'm taking the oxygen out of that kill it yeah kill it all the oxygen gone all right but it's still there we're still gonna fight a little bit more it'll just blow back up again yeah yeah (laughs) anyway we can't be um, afraid of the fire all right i say it smells beer here comes water (laughs) it's alive anyway technically Anyway, yeah, uh, it's a monster. I am going to give this, get back on track, <laughs> I'm going to give this four stars. All right. Um, it's a it's a, it's a good movie. It's a great for the time period. Uh, it's not blow you out of the water, don't get me wrong, because this is not any, I can't rate this any higher than four stars. But uh, it's just a great little action suspense movie that I don't regret watching. That doesn't sound like great praise, but it is. <laughs> It's a four. I don't regret watching it. That's a weird, like Jacob. That sounds more like Jacob's scale sometimes. You know what I mean? Yeah. Ah, the movie's full of holes, but it's it's way up there. I watch it every year. Yeah. No, this is. I mean, admittedly, I have no nostalgia for this, so that's not helping. It's just. Yeah. I can't say. It's one of those. It's that weird thing where you're looking at it and you go, "Well, it's it's four quality. I can't rate it higher than that." But then, yeah. do, can I rate it lower? And it's like, eh, not really. I, I will say, I think I was teetering on 3.5 when we started the discussion. Yeah. And it come up a little. But, yeah. I'm going to have to stop it. I'm just going to have to keep it at 4. Okay. Jacob? I, well, when I started, I was going to give it a 3. But then, after the, you know, everyone reminiscing and, like, uh has you know kind of swayed my opinion a little bit, so I'll give it a four. Uh, I enjoy You're it. Copying me, aren't you? Huh? You're copying <laughs> me, aren't you? No, I'm not. <laughs> no, it's. I'd be like, I think it's a good film, so I'm giving you four stars. It's a very, it's a good film, very good cast. I love Donald Sutherland's performance. He just like every scene he's in, it'd be like he glue, he just drags you into it. Uh. It's got little misgivings every once in a while. Be like Baldwin is not the strongest lead, uh, but he has the str- the the strong big mega actors of mm-hmm. uh, Kirk Russell and everybody else who does a phenomenal job. Um, yeah, so I enjoy it. And I'm gonna give it a four. What about you, Jim? Uh, I'm gonna rate it a three. Uh, 
because while it's enjoyable, I feel like it is weak overall. Um, like I said, I feel like they, well, with the name Backdraft, I feel like they do accomplish finding the name in the movie. <laughs> but I feel like they've got two conflicting storylines almost that are pushed together in a way that's weak. Yeah. Uh, sure, I mean, it makes a decent movie. And, I, and again, I enjoyed watching it. Um, but I... I felt like it was weak directing. Some of the acting was weak. Some of the acting is phenomenal. Like you said, Donald Sutherland. I think Robert De Niro does a great job. Kurt Russell is pretty much standard Kurt Russell. William Baldwin's a little flat. There's some relationship issues mm -hmm. that I just... Agreed. I felt like weren't very strong. Uh, a couple of special effects issues, but there was some great special effects, and that's why it gets mm -hmm. a three, I think. Uh, it could be better. could be way better. I think they could have taken this and made two really good movies. Um or if they just shifted focus one way or the other a little more. Um, but still an enjoyable movie, but I, I, I've got to give it a three. All right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's our review for Backdraft from 1991. You've been listening to the Movie of the Week podcast. If you'd like to follow Jim, you can find me at on Facebook and Twitter as Passive Creative or on Instagram as Passive Creator. This is Drew, and you can follow me on my photo bin on Facebook. It's at Drew's Photo Bin. Uh, you can follow me on Letterboxd at GGeorge759, where I try to leave a review of every single movie we review. And then you can also follow me on Twitter at GGeorge759. You can find Jacob on Facebook at Jacob's Daily Art Corner, where I try to draw each and every day. You can also find me on Twitter at Jacob B. Heron. You can also listen to our sibling show that Jacob and I are on at thecellcast.podbean.com where we review animated movies. You can also listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play Podcasts, or wherever fine podcasts are sold. Please remember the opinions expressed in this podcast are for entertainment purposes and are those of the creators alone. At the end of the day, the only opinion that matters on whether or not you should watch a movie or whether you enjoy it is your own. As always, thank you for listening to the Movie of the Week podcast.